I'm Charlie Blair Elephant, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7 with host Eric Fiorillo. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor as a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. And I got to tell you, I got uh, Carmen and Joe Caputo on here today, and we've been talking for a little while. This is going to be a real aggressive show, more so probably than ever, because I am in a very aggressive frame of mind right now. Um, And I was telling Carmen and Joe some of the things that not only I'd read and an experience I had this weekend which normally I don't have much of, but I'm not going to really get into it, but I will tell everybody this, and I know there's a lot of people, uh, when I talk to Dr. Wong, he'll be doing cartwheels. Um, Somebody got a little smart with me the other day, and I set them straight so hard they turned around and walked away because I'm normally um, just a man, gentleman, but I'm not a passive guy at all. I really had the intensity. I wanted to grab this person by the throat and put him right through the wall. <laughs> and more men, and I'm not saying violence, men, start rising up. You know what I said to Carmen and Joe? Some lunatic guy would have said to this person, I'm sorry. That person should have been the one apologizing, but didn't even have the class to do that. So men, we talk about men. Don't let people get over on you. When you know you're right, stand up. Because you figure if you have your son or daughter with you, they're looking at your example. Very important stuff. Don't be a pincushion for somebody. Don't. All right. Next, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. And when you think like this, when you run into situations like this, you know how to react, if at all. And you do the thing we talk about with a paradigm shift in the mind. After that happened, I went elsewhere with my head. And it's gone. But I did want to bring this up today because I think it's very pertinent to what a lot of men are living in today's society with and accepting it. Would you accept it if I walked up to you and kicked you right in the balls and dropped you to your knees? I hope not. I hope you get up and try to kill me. Wake up. Or it's going to be over before you know it. I'm telling you right now. Wake up, world. Number two, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com, winners and champions. That is our premier product. That is a product that has 14 modules I speak through. Power rack training, stones, sandbags, high shrugs. There's enough information on it to take you the rest of your life. I mean, there's no way you're going to implement everything at once. And we, I just was telling Carmen, um, and he agrees with me, um, I do believe that the power rack rearranges your subconscious mind in a way that creates all new neuropathways. 
and you hear me talking about this. We've talked about this a little bit. Steve Cotter and I usually really get into this end, um, and I'm going to tell you a bunch of stuff, believe me. It is absolutely fascinating of what I'm doing here, and I, it's by myself, as usual. With John, obviously, but John is not in my in my backyard. Um, just outstanding stuff, and this is what creativity is all about. And you hear people, oh, I can't get out of this, I can't get out of that. You know why? You've taken that pattern and built that into your subconscious mind, and after a while, it releases things that make you feel good, believe it or not. Something tragic to make you feel good, and you keep going back and forth, back and forth. The creative mind eventually gets rid of this and creates its own newness, its own own goals, its own philosophy. If this doesn't excite you, I don't know what would. This is absolutely incredible stuff. I go out now when I train, I think I'm more happy and more excited than I was when I was 20 years old, 15 years old. It is because every time I go out there, there's an opportunity for something new. Whether I fall on my face or not, that's irrelevant because I know I'm coming back and getting it. Or I'm writing it down in that notebook, and we're going to get it six months from now. But we'll get into more and more of that. Don't forget our Prosperity Conscious page on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. It's time to come up, everyone. Start investing in M&M and FBC. The shows are just exploding. I can't tell you how many more. Anybody I've come in with, the show that I did with Joe and Carmen was the biggest show to date I've ever done with the Caputo family. Steve Cotter, um, Charlie Oliphant. I've got one with Ryan Stewart that's going to go up either tonight or tomorrow, and that's all about the Sweden-Scandinavia stone tour. Wait to hear this. It's going to blow your mind. But what is really essential in it is this. No give up. No die. I mean, this stuff, when you hear what they were lifting and the poundages, there's no way you could have not gone to those places without being in the best absolute shape of your life. And there's still things that Ryan told me, and you'll find out, that he feels he needs to do to get ready for the next Stone Tour. And I'm not going to tell you a lot through that show. I'm going to give you bits and pieces. You need to go out and listen to it. But like I said, anybody in the last six weeks that's come in here, the shows, I've they were always ranked high, but I've never seen them like this. So what I'm doing is starting to really work out there all over the world, and there's more I'm working on right now. I'm working on a project with Blueberry right now for some things that are going to be coming out. They came to me. I'm a super user. They want me to basically go out and see if I can break their software. No problem. So things are changing. Every day. You might not see it, but they are. Every day. Good, good, good. Also, too, don't forget to go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows. Or, um, I'm sorry, Carmen and I have done. It's got to be at least three and a half years. I would think we've done some major, major stuff. Also, too, uh, sign up for our free newsletter on motivationandmuscle.com goes right to my MailChimp account, and you know how we are with content. You get more than you could ever imagine. Just great stuff. Also, too, invest in Motivation Muscle and FBC, but it's mainly Motivation Muscle on this end for this. Invest with advertising with us. The rates are very, very reasonable. 
And we want to work with you for the next 30 years and vice versa. And we want to make one another a lot of money. Because as I said before, it's great to have great ideas, but you need money to make the ideas work. Believe me. And if you're not sure about that, you're going to find out real quick. Believe me. Also, too, our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company. Real men, real strength, real power. Go out there and check that out. Um, By the way, all of the 2018 filming of The Gathering that our great friend uh, um, Douglas Graham did, he represented Eminem last year, and he did a great job. We had very little. It was spur of the moment. Well, this year, it looks like Stevie Shanks gave us a booth of some type, and it looks like one of Douglas's friends who professionally films is going to be doing the filming as Douglas um, interviews everybody. So we're going to have some major stuff coming. And like I said, it only keeps getting better and better. On that note, I am going to give you the bio on both Carmen and Joe. Number one, Carmen is a USA Marine veteran, a retired school teacher, and a champion weightlifter for 59 years. Joe, if you haven't heard, Joe is Carmen's son. And he was born and raised in Oklahoma. At 32, he began lifting weights for now 20 years thanks to his parents' input and support. He has an MA in Eastern Classics, and currently he works for a local community college as an administrative assistant. So on that note, Carmen, Joe, welcome. It's always an honor to have you both back, sir. Thank you for having us again. I tell you, you give us those introductions, and I look around the room to see who you're talking about. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, you know my feeling on you, so, uh, you know. Um, mutual, brother. It's mutual. Um, you know something, Carmen? The thing is, you, I, Joe, and so many others um, have worked very, very hard for where we are today. Um, and and keep diligently doing it and through the show and through the people that you help at your facility at your home um it it never stops and that's the way it needs to be it never stops because when we stop in my opinion everything's going to hold i mean when i talked to charlie and stevie the week before and ryan too you know One thing they said among many with Eminem is this. Your show has connected more people than anything ever out there in the history of stone lifting. Or anything for that matter, because I get notes from people. I just got a hold of so-and-so, and now we're doing this and that, or we're talking, and I'm getting advice. This is what it's all about. This is taking these connections and keep building these connections. It's like we talk with the neuro connections. We're creating like another string of connections somewhere where the electricity is just firing through. And this is what it's all about. And one and the main thing we're going to talk about today, but you know the shows the way they are here. We're going to talk about barbells. And barbells you don't hear discussed a lot. You know, we know where they've been invented. We might even go over that a little bit. But the thing is now, there's a lot of other tools out there, some as old as new, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm here to tell you, this is just my opinion, and then I'm going to give it to Carmen, and then we'll shoot it over to Joe. Um, You're never going to be a great lifter without being a barbell lifter. And I'll tell you why. You know, we talk about here base, 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 base all the time. Well, try not to have a base of a deadlift 
a press. I like overhead, but I believe the floor press for benching for me works better than on a conventional bench. And obviously a pull, a deadlift. Some people argue a row, et cetera, et cetera. It all depends a lot of times what it is you like to do. And let's face it, a lot of people are going to pick their niche and keep getting better at whatever movement it is. But the bottom line is here. You're never going to have any success in anything without building that base. I mean, I look at all the stone lifting I do and going away and all that. If I didn't have that base, I never would be able to do anything like that. So for anyone to tell you that, well, you just buy this one product or this one piece of equipment and it'll take you anywhere you want to go. It is absolutely false, folks. But on that, Carmen, take it away, brother. Well, thank you. It's always fun to be here to listen to you and to interact with you and just share information. I agree with you 100%. I think if anybody really is, is serious about getting strong, the only way to do that is with a barbell <laughs> and dumbbells. Yep. And, I mean, I think, and this is personal, just my personal opinion. I may offend people. If I do, that's too bad. But I think Arthur Jones did a big disservice to the strength community when he pursued his Nautilus equipment back in the 70s. Yep. He, 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 what he did, was, in my opinion, was give American people something they always want. They want to get a, to a re, an end result easily and quickly. And he sold the idea that Nautilus equipment would do it. And I've had guys come into the gym with me who have been working at health clubs, and they say, well, I can do 400 pounds on the leg press machine. You put them in that squat rack, and 135 carries them. You know? <laughs> yeah. not it's a false strength, man. Yep. It's false strength. Yep. And uh, he was in it for the money. i got to give the guy credit. He was a salesman. He could sell ice cubes to Eskimos. But I think he did the strength business a big disservice by saying this is the way to train, you know. And I understand why health clubs do that because the chances of getting hurt are a little less. The machine's taking the load, and so that chance of them getting sued because some idiot doesn't know how to use a barbell. But, right. you know, if you want to get strong, you've got to use free weight. It's just the way it is. You know, you want to lift stones. There's no machine that's going to lift that stone for you, is there, Eric? You got no, there isn't. Nope. nope. And heft it. You know, and, and the same thing with what we do. It's just free weight. And the reason I say that is that with barbells and dumbbells, the connective muscles, the, the accessories get a workout at the same time to keep your balance and all of that. You know, when you're on the yeah. machine, the machine's doing the work for you. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. That's what I, I felt that way, and I that's what I – I've taught Joe that from the beginning. And what? listening to him talk to his friends, I told him the other day, listening to you talk to your pals when they come over here yeah. is like listening to a recording of me. You know, it's just well, – he sells the company product is what he's doing, you know. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, Carmen, you've got – and I'll go right to you, Joe. Um, the thing is, too – um, now I'll, I'll admit I own two old school, um, Nautilus machines. I own the pullover because I'm a pullover berserker, but I don't really even use the machine. And I've got the original Nautilus four way. Why did I buy them? Somebody had them at a relatively good price. I used them at one gym 
that was a real hardcore gym, but they had one side of the first generation, and that was it. Now, they want to get people through, and we also know, too, which is very unrealistic, if you look in the back of the original Iron Man, Perry Rader, there's Casey Viator, and you'll see um, uh, Sergio Oliva and... um, the Metzer brothers are, are some of the people advertising. Now, I don't know for sure because I've never been with these people. I only know what I've heard that you're looking at athletes that, yep, they were all champions strong as hell, but they're also um, anabolically enhanced. All, all right. Guys were, in fact, right. that's what got the Metzer brothers to kill them a few years that, ago. That's all. That's what I always heard, too. And the thing is. That crap caught up with them. And Casey Beater. Yeah. He. Jones used him as his guinea pig. That kid was like 18, 19 years old. Yep. In the development and strength that he exhibited, he and he claimed it was from Nautilus. That's bull, bull crap, in my opinion, because I was around the same age at the same time, and I was busting my hump in the gym, and I sure as hell didn't look like Casey Beater. Right, you know? right. And the thing is, that's what I. this is what I said in the beginning of the show. Um, we don't need somebody with their pants halfway down their behind with everything else hanging out to sell their $1,000 product. It, it is it is not – you're not being honest. It's the same way with the Nautilus back then. I got the idea. He was a mass marketer, and he was very shrewd. He was very smart. But it's a different time. It's gone. There's still places you can get it, but let's face it. Machines – are a way to get people in and out. We get their money. If they don't come back, hey, no harm, no foul. Joe, right. take it take it away, brother. I don't. I want to get you in. Well, I mean, I I absolutely agree with the importance of of using free weight, whether that be dumbbells or barbells with plates. You know the yep, which, whatever your access is there. I think something that we're kind of beating around the bush on is the this at the advent and the kind of cultural push of CrossFit trying to sell this idea of well we're we're a free weight gym we're free weight we we use you know we're we're using the the rogue plates the rogue bars the rogue this the rogue that but with that is not coming the education right the information the the safety that has to come with those tools in order for safe growth, safe progress and and continuation of those movements. Yep. You know, we get people fairly you know a little not as regularly as we used to, but every once in a while we still get a, you know a new guy that comes in. It's like, "Well, I was doing CrossFit for a few months, threw my back out, couldn't do anything for a year and a half, and then a friend of mine told me about you guys, so I thought I'd give it a try." Yep, and they come in and realize, oh, everything I was doing was wrong. <laughs> exactly, everything yeah. thing I was doing yep. was wrong. Yep, and then they start seeing progress, growth, and rapidly too. Right, and all of their bones are where they're supposed to be. All of their yeah. joints are yeah. still working properly, and, and and so forth. So, it, I think, I think that's kind of the unspoken side of the free weight lifestyle. Is that as great as it is and as important as it is, with that has to come with that information, that education, and you know, the the willingness to start slow, 
learn it correctly, and then you'll be amazed at how how quickly the progress comes. Well, you know, you hit it right on the head with start slow and learn it. But here's the here's the rub I see with everything. We said this in the beginning. Everyone's in such a damn rush to get everything. And I agree with you, CrossFit. Here's the deal. I, my brother was doing it years ago, and I was like, you better get away from that stuff. If you're 17 to 18 to maybe 24, you're going to get away with it, and then you're going to have a major failure because you exactly. see so many yeah. people. Because your body is beaten up, and the youth, even at 24, is not working anymore. And then the funniest thing, well, I guess, I, I don't know. I, it, it's a double-edged sword with everything, but, but it pissed me off. Wor- World's Strongest Man when, when it was on ESPN, and it just shows you I don't watch that station at all, but when you do, you just got to take a big breath of air because the stupidity that comes through that mic is just devastating to your brain. And I remember them saying, well, we just kicked off World's Strongest Man because they're all on steroids. I think a year later, they were popped at um, CrossFit Games. Just yeah. about every athlete they drug yeah. tested was on steroids, <laughs> man. Holy, and it's not only steroids. They're on amphetamines and everything. It's just like the NFL. Now, look, here's my position on steroids or whatever. If you want to take them, by all means, take them. All right? But if you go down or something happens, don't look at everyone else to blame. Look at yourself. Take the responsibility. It's going to be your own money. The hell would bleed into the health system to death. And you're going to live on with it. Because you know what? When you walk in there, you want to go in and make your millions. Maybe you get three years on the field or whatever modality you're doing. And away you go. And whatever happens, happens. I mean, you know, I can remember I, I was a little kid, small, small. Without Lyle Alzado, I thought he was like a beast, you know. And then you read all the stuff. You know, he died of brain cancer among who knows what else. Well, all you ever took was steroids, and they were all big cocaine users and everything else. And I'm saying to myself, okay, that's what he was doing. Um, But don't tell me those around him, right up to the front office, to the owner, didn't know what he was doing. The thing is, folks, they're putting a product out on the field, and I want to tell you, they don't give a damn. They want entertainment dollars coming in. It's like anything you see. I see here in New York with the Yankees. I won't watch them anymore, but I still read the sports column, and I'm going to go right to you, Carmen. Um, And they sent um, Clint Frazier down. Good young kid. Had a few uh, mistakes out in the field, in the outfield, but solid hitter. They get Encarnacion from uh, um, Seattle who, you know, he's still pretty good, but he's like mid-30s. So they send Frazier down, and I'm saying to myself, what a boneheaded move that is. I mean, because all they're looking for is another home run hitter because their pitching is spotty a lot of times, right? And you're not going to win by the long ball. That Frazier, that kid could hit all over the field, let alone out. But this is the way things work today. So now they send him down to AAA. So now you know... I don't know. I think he's got good character. But to some people, that would defeat them for the rest of their life. That is like the major blow. Here's a guy that was doing solid, solid work. And they sent him down like he only hit one home run or one triple the whole time he was up. 
Now, my speculation is he and a few of the others there are going to be used for trade bait for a pitcher because they really need a stud pitcher. But my point of the matter is this. All these things we talk about, all these modalities, all these drugs or non-drugs where we get hurt, Joe hit it right on the head, same way with Carmen. you got to go to an establishment with a barbell and a set of dumbbells because that's something we can get into here, too. You don't see dumbbells like you used to. And if you read anything about, really, the advent of the barbell, I've read many articles where it says the dumbbell was the lead into the barbell. And most of the people will tell you, as I've got stuff, Berg in Germany was the first one with an Olympic set, basically. So, Carmen, take it away, brother. Well, you've said some good things. And what, I've said this before. I think I might have touched on this the last time. When I started doing this in 1960, you could find a magazine at the newsstand, Strength and Health, mm -hmm. Iron Man, even the Weeder magazines. They offered weight sets with courses. Now, if you want to buy weights, you go to Walmart or Academy or whatever the heck it is, and you find your – you pick – pick and choose you buy a bar and you buy some plates but there's no instruction and how are you going to learn how to do it if there's nothing there to show you the way you gotta everybody needs to be led to the path and shown how to do something you know i taught marine recruits how to shoot you just don't throw them an m16 and say oh, <laughs> there's a target you know yeah the yep. procedures you've got to follow and it's the same thing with our activity if the body is a, is very capable of doing incredible things, but it's got to be trained. It's got to be shown. It's got to be taught how to do that. Use your body's physics and your body's mechanics for you. Let that work with you instead of against you, and you'll be a lot better off. You'll sustain much, much less injuries, you know. And as far as the steroid issue, I have been dead set against that since back, way, way back. When I saw the, the changes in the physiques yeah. in the mid to late 60s, you know, John Grimmick is my idol. I just, That guy, he was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the the basic physique started changing. You started getting the look like Sergio yep. and Arnold and those guys. <coughs> and it just, it's out, of, it's out of reason. It's It just doesn't look good, in my opinion. And if the reason I started training way back was to get strong, and my goal has always been to be as strong as I can possibly be at the age I am. And right now I'll be 74 in a couple of months, and I, I'm nowhere near the strength I had when I was Joe's age, but I feel like I'm as capable or more than capable of most people my age right now, you know. And, it, and it's simply because I have trained smart, I think, I have trained injury-free, mm -hmm. and it makes a difference. We had a guy Saturday, he, a friend of mine brought some people. He's, he's a, he works with underprivileged kids, you know. Okay, yep. He, and he, yeah, he contacted me. He said, do you mind if I bring some of my guys by Saturday to train with you? And I said, that's fine, man. You know, you do good work. I'm glad to share. So these two kids come in, and they're probably 16, 17, don't you think? Yeah. They walk in and they just stop dead in their tracks, Eric, and they look around and the kid says, holy crap, I didn't know a place like this existed. Exactly. You know? Yep. No, <laughs> you're right. No, right. I'll tell you what, Carmen. 
this is why this is why I'll repeat it over and over again. This is why this is so important this show fundamentally because this is just like your gym, my gym, and so many other places. People like my buddy always says if if people really knew what was behind the door of this garage, I said, well, you can get you can get a feel in the last thirty five feet when you walk up the ninety five foot driveway. But yeah. see, but you know what the great thing you did though with these two gentlemen, you turn the the pilot light on so to speak yeah okay now uh, and i didn't mean to interrupt you i want to hear what happened after that but see this is what i talk about all the time it does it someone out there who's listening to our show today when it goes up near the end of the week is going to say you know what maybe i'll contact those guys or now i'll go and start looking for a place or maybe i'll Get a barbell set. You set maybe because I find I even find Olympic plates when I see garage sale. I stop no matter what because I'm always looking for old Perry Raider Ironmans and stuff like yeah. that. Um, that's my point. But go ahead, uh, tell tell us about the two kit guys that came in. Well, it was just it was kind of funny in a way because the look on their face was like, what have we walked into here? You know, because mm-hmm. I had what six of our guys was we were in start just getting started to do our deadlift routine. And this other fella had some of his team members. We wound up having 12 people in the room. It's a 20 by 20 room. Yeah, tight. That little air conditioner I had in there was stretched to the limit because it was 106 degree heat index outside, you know. Yep. These kids, I'll give them credit, they didn't back off. They got in there and they busted their hump. That I don't know how they were able to move the next day, but they found out in a hurry (laughs) all about. Yeah, yep, yep. I, a friend of Joe's who has been coming by, he's an Oklahoma City firefighter, big guy, 6'3". Yep. Nice fella. And I finished my last set of deadlifts, and I'm sitting down getting a drink of water, and he comes over and he sits next to me, and he says, how old are you, sir? <laughs> and I said, well, I'll be 74 in a couple of months. And he said, I need you to meet my father. And <laughs> really? I, All right. Said, my dad is 10 years younger than you. And he won't get off his dead ass and do anything because yeah. he says he's too old. Oh. And he keep telling him, Dad, you're as old as you say you are, you know. And yeah. he said, you've got to get active. He said, and I'm not saying this to toot my horn, Eric. I don't like to do that because if I do, Joe's going to smack me one. That's all but right. It, it just it made me step back a minute because I, I, I do what I do and I don't think about it. I Sometimes I think I should have done better. But I just don't realize, and Joe tells me all the time, he says, Dad, you don't understand. You're above normal here. You're more than normal with yep. this activity. Most guys half your age can't do what you're doing. Exactly. And so, and he's taken over my spot out there. He's going. He's the stud duck in the gym now. I just sit and watch, and, and when it's my turn, I try to do something and not embarrass myself, you know. But uh, Yeah, but, it, Car- it, hey, Carmen, you know something? I want to go right to Joe. Um the thing is, you you know, I know what you're saying, all right? And you're a humble man, there's no doubt about it, but you're Paisan, too, and we know what that is, too, the hot head and all that. I love all that stuff, the, the yeah. determination and drive. But you've got to realize, man, you are really, I'll use the word with no disrespect, you're, you're a freak of nature. Because, you know, other than like a, a, a John McKean or an Al Montini who passed away, I think, almost two years ago, and a few of the others out there, 
That's why I've told you, like when Bill Hinburn was on here and a lot of other older people, I love all that because you folks to me are essential to what I do for a number of reasons. But I've always said to you, especially once you guys are gone, all right, maybe I've got um, 50 recordings of you and I, yeah, and I hope we got 100. But my point is, once you're gone, you're gone. The knowledge is gone, man. I don't have your experience, okay? I don't have that day-to-day interaction like you've had for 70-plus years, okay? It's not there. 59 years in the gym. So, um, Joe, let's let's go. Let's let's. We've been away from you too long. Um, Let's um comment obviously i want to talk to you especially you can comment anthony i said obviously you know the deal with your dad but with barbells obviously you know how important they are to get to where you want to go and i know you guys power lift and it's the three movements but are you are you guys doing and i know you are but i'm going to ask anyways because people are going to ask me this what auxiliary movements do you guys do too to help enhance the three big lifts? Well, yeah. So I'll just I'll I'll, I'll bring it from my from my weekly routine. So I on Mondays, yep. The the main lift I'm working is bench. Okay. But I'll warm up with some uh, bent laterals and yep. some flies yep. with dumbbells. With dumbbells. Yep. And then after my bench routine. I'll do some press downs. Yep. And uh, finish out with some push ups. And yep. I'll do a little bit of jump rope. Okay. Tuesdays, I'm focusing on legs. I don't really do squats as much anymore just because I had some, some hip issues. I know I need to probably get back in it. But for the time being, mm-hmm. I'm using that trap bar yeah. and, and, and running uh, trap lifts. Trap deadlifts, basically. Great bar, great bar. Um, in that way, but to warm up, I'm doing leg extensions, some leg curls, uh, and I'm running shrugs after each one of my uh, lift sets. Now, uh, are you using a trap bar to shrug, or are you using an Olympic yeah. bar? Yeah, trap, yeah. yeah. Yeah, trap bar shrugs, and I'll tell yeah. you something; those are a nut cutter. Yeah, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you something. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Um, not Mark Sheriff's. Uh, uh, Mark Haydock from Scotland. He's the guy that has walked and held the Denny Stones the longest, and he's been on the show a lot. And I want to get him back on. He has got to be one of the big, and a lot of people are. They just don't say it unless you pull it out of them. Mark has got to be one of the biggest proponents of a trap bar I've ever heard in my life. Now, let me tell you something quick. I'll get right back to you, Joe, because Mm -hmm. this goes right with what you're talking. Another thing, too, I've used a trap bar for, believe it or not, is a farmer's walk, too. Oh, yeah. Killer. Killer. But here's what Mark says. So Mark uses the trap bar pretty much totally to lift stones okay because you know the way you're at thing you're the way you're standing in that diamond it simulates yeah. a lot even though you're pulling from the sides which you can never go wrong with supination especially after i had a bicep tear um it, it's much it's a much smarter way to do things if you have the uh tools so right. mark 
Mark says to me, uh, this guy comes up to him and says, well, you know, you lift over 800 pounds on the trap. I think he lifts 830 maybe, 840, and it's brutal. I've seen the video of him. And this is off the floor. This isn't off something, you right. know. Okay. Regardless, if you're even lifting in, in a rack, fine. Um, and he says, well, you probably can't deadlift uh, an Olympic bar, you know, deadlift that much weight. He said, yeah, I lifted 820 instead of 840. So, you know, what are you trying to – you know what I'm saying? You know, you're lifting over – and he's probably, I would say maximum 240 if that. He's yeah. brutal. It's just like uh, that gentleman from um, Finland, Tattoo. That guy is, I think, 220, 225. At 50, 50 or 51 years of age last year, he was the lightest guy that we know of that ever lifted the Husafell stone at 418 and walked at 50 meters. And they're all doing that stuff. And Annika, I'm sure you people have seen that. She's the, uh, I don't know, I don't know if Jan Todd did it or not. I have no confirmation. They say yet. I don't know. I mean, she lifted the Denny's with no straps. I mean, un, you know, uh, just ungodly. But, yeah, go back. So, trap bars, you're doing shrugs. What else is going on then that day, brother? Um, but the big, on so that's Tuesdays. Um, Wednesdays is really the biggest auxiliary day, though, to get back to that initial okay. question. Yep. That's when I'm doing my pull downs, my pullovers, my rows, my curls. You know, I'm just really focusing on those auxiliary muscle groups. You All know? right. Well, let me let me ask you this, because this is going to be another question out here. Because I, I I can think of them, man. Um, how much carryover do you think all that has to the three major lifts? Tell everybody. Well, I'll tell you. Um, Pro, to me, the two most important lifts of those in, in the auxiliary groups yep. are going to be rows and your pullovers. Okay, now with the rows, are you using Olympic bar, or dumbbell, or both? Trap bar. Trap. Oh, trap bar yeah. rows. Nice. All right. Yep. And we talk yep. about a kick in the seat. We kind of alternate between the trap bar rows kettlebells. and kettlebell rows. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is um, there is there a reason why the kettlebell? Yeah, there is, Eric. For me, I'm taking over for my kid here. Pardon okay. me. Yeah. But I bought these. I bought these kettlebells from Onnit down yep. in Texas. Yep. And they are one's uh, 45 pounds, one's 60, one's 75, and the other one's 90. And I just I like the way that that feels on in my hand. And I I feel if I can crank a set of 15 or 20 with that 70 or 90 pound kettlebell okay but i've got some good strength in my lats and in my upper back and that helps me finish out the deadlift when um, i get that bar to my knees and i start hit, rotating my hips forward and trying to complete the lift if your upper back is strong you're going to finish the lift oh hell yeah um that's probably got an oversized handle to it, I, w- I would assume, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. And I've got small hands, and it makes me really squeeze that baby hard. What do you guys do? Do you guys do a lot of grip work? You got um, oversized bars? What do, what do you like to do? Fingers, I hands, just, what? I just, from Dead the very lift. beginning, from the very beginning, the, those early Hoffman courses, he said in there, Squeeze the bars as strong as you can because you're building your grip at that time. Yep. And I still do that even if on the bench press. I grab that bar as tight as I can, and 
I've got grippers, I've got a variety, I've got wrist rollers and all that kind of stuff that we use. But to me, the basic thing is just squeezing those bars tight all the time. Yep. And I've never, I think I can, in my mind, I can only think maybe three times in a meet where I lost a deadlift because my grip gave out. Yeah. And usually it's just, I've just form or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what I have found, I mean, I do a lot of specific things for fingers and hands. and But I'll tell you, when you talk about squeezing, the forearms obviously are going to take a shellacking whenever you're carrying a stone for distance, oh, okay? Yeah. But you know what I found, Carmen? I'll sit there and squeeze that thing till it drops right out of my arms. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it works like that big time. So, yes, um, I one like – the things that bothers – pardon me a second. Yeah, go ahead. The things that gripes me, if you've seen my videos – Yep. I'll put on there, you know, my age and how much I'm using, and I say I'm not using a belt and I'm not using straps. Exactly. It's pisses me off to no end to see these guys. Yeah, I'm deadlifting 700 pounds here, and they're using straps. That's not a dadgum deadlift, man. Nope, 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 nope. You nope, know, and nope. then they, they squeak because they can't hang onto the bar when they don't use the straps. Uh, I just That's just my personal thing. Well, I'll, just, I'll tell you a personal thing, too, and I know this from other people. I won't mention their names. I've had deadlifters that deadlifted over 700 pounds here, friends of mine. And they struggle to lap a 230-pound Atlas stone. And these people aren't weak, Carmen or Joe. Right. There's, well, there's a, a technique involved in that, too. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of that, you know, that those strongman contests where yep. they lift big boulders. Yep. And there's, there's a technique there that is beyond what deadlifting or cleaning and jerking involves. There's a – that posterior chain comes into effect. There you go different way than it does with with deadlifts you know this is what this is why i am working this is one of the things that we're going to be coming out with eventually this is why i'm working from the atlas which is in your neck atlas and axis all the way down to the crack of my butt like you've never seen before i have put together a number of movements that work your erectors like you can't even imagine. And the growth I'm seeing, when when you talk about lats, here's another thing, and, and then we'll go right back to Joe, is this. Or you can obviously give your uh, thoughts on this, Carmen. Um, I have I, – I do three different ways if I want. Um, I could do a pullover with, obviously – laying across the middle of the bench with a dumbbell. Not real – I don't like that. I don't like things over my mouth and face. If anything, ever let go, goodbye, mug, number one. Or I can go to the old way where I can lay on my back on the driveway with the old school circa 1968 I bought, I think used it was, uh, York one-inch uh, exercise bars, they call them, and it does have the metal sleeve, which I right. love. Um, I could do the straight arm pullover like that, breathing like no tomorrow. Or my favorite is I have specifically a pullover bench that you could drop a boulder on. It might bend. It wouldn't break. So I don't worry about anything. And to be honest with you, where I find it really alleviates a lot of stuff shoulder-wise and all this, I use a curling bar and do my pullovers that way. 
You know, that's why I always say pullovers to me equal bat wings. Bat wings equal deadlifts, massive yep. stones, and yep. the ability to hold them without dropping them. That's the thing, you know. Go ahead, yeah. take it, and then shift it to Joe. Then after your dad, you take it, brother. All right. We we do our pullovers. About 30 years ago, before Joe was born, in fact, I bought this bar. I found it at a sporting goods shop, and it had been on sale on display for about six weeks and they finally dropped the price because nobody knew what it was. Right. But it's it. Weeder and York used to sell it. It's a short rectangle with two upright bars in it. And then it's got the sleeves on the end and they sold it to do French presses, you know? Yep. Yeah. And I use that for our pullovers. It's an Olympic, it's got Olympic sleeves on the end. Yep. And, uh, and I like it because it forces you to keep your arms in in the groove. Yeah. And we we'll do a set. We just do one set, but it's a set of fifty reps. Right. And when you put that baby down, you're wheezing like you just ran ten miles. <laughs> it never feels easier. No. And it and it's and but it it makes it burns your lats. It keeps. I think it keeps my shoulders rehabbed. Yeah. You know. Never. Yeah. Thank God, I've never had shoulder issues. And I think part of it is because I do, I've do. i done these pullovers for a long, long time. Yep. I swear by it. Yep. You know, in, a, in fact, about a month ago, I put a video up of me doing a set of 50 with 55 pounds on it. It doesn't sound like much till you're on rep 30, mm-hmm. and then you're sucking air big time. You um, if you don't mind, if you got uh, time in the next few days, put that up on Etched in Stone, would you please? I'll, I'll, I'll look for it. And okay. in fact, I'm going to do pullovers Wednesday. I'll, I'll video it again. I and love I'll it. And stone it for, at that time. Yeah. That put some, put a good caption. So we'll get people interested. That that's awesome, man. Um, it, that's, that's, I swear by that exercise. I love it. You hey. know, until I do it and then I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got something I've been using too. You'll appreciate. We've talked about this before. Um, I am really, really hammering the old school York iron boots. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm talking hammering. My abdominals right now when I'm sitting here talking to you, I I don't even want to, like, bend forward, literally. All right? (laughs) And something else I found, because I've got the bar that Grimmick used to use. It's a one-inch bar. I love doing the reverse curl for the hammies. I don't care. People say, ah, you get it from the squat. No, when I do that, my squats always are much more explosive because I know I'm putting more meat on my legs. Um, So now I'm doing that too. And uh, as I've talked about before with the sand dune, to reach more ligament and tendon, I normally wouldn't. I'm jumping up and down that thing and running on it with a (laughs) – with a pair of iron boots on, Carmen and Joe. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Hey, Joe, hey, take it away, brother. You've got a bunch of info there. Hit it. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm leaping back quite a bit, but, you know, you asked, you know, how how much of, a, of an impact do these yeah. smaller lifts have, you know? Yeah. And it it's, it's definitely one of those things, and I think Dad kind of just touched on this. You don't realize how much of an impact – they're having on those core lifts, those mm-hmm. core disciplines until you don't do them yep. Yep. for a week or maybe two weeks at most. And then you go to try and do something that had been very easy and all of a sudden it's leaving you in the dirt. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think where a lot of people get hung up is they try and do too much on these 
ancillary lifts. Yep. And that's not what they're there for. You know, as we talked about there, you know, you're doing these, you're doing these smaller lifts to strengthen the tendons and the ligaments because mm-hmm. with those, without those, it doesn't matter how big your pecs are. It doesn't matter how big your quads are. If the connective tissue is not matching it blow for blow, that's when you start tearing. That's when you start ripping. Yep. And, and, and that's when you get laid out for months at a time. And so the, you know, we, we, we strive to put the appropriate amount of, of importance on these quote unquote lesser lifts so that when squat day comes, when bench day comes, when deadlift day comes, we've got the not only confidence, but the just, you know, the time, the time in. Well, yeah, you're you got you're in shape. That's what it is. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, um, you know, it's interesting too. Both of you gentlemen is um, Carmen knows as I've talked to him about my nieces and nephews. Um, my the, my niece Natalie, who's seventeen, she's long distance runner. She was in almost four thousand women for Fryhoffers here local. It's very famous. It's known through the world. She came in 36. I mean, this wow. kid is unbelievable. I mean, she's been at Yale being interviewed because she'll graduate next year, UVM, everything. And her scholastic grades are like 99 point whatever because she always gets pissed that she doesn't have a straight A through everything. You know, it'll be one one grade. And the same way with, like, Madeline, we call her Mad. She was 11. She ran it for the first time. She's the smallest out of the four girls but I'm talking an athlete, men, like you wouldn't believe. This kid can get into a handstand push-up and crush him. She can fall into a wrestler's bridge like nothing I've ever seen before. I think she's double-jointed. So does my brother-in-law. Doesn't matter. I'm not taking anything away from her. First race at 11 years old, 542. I said to her, how'd it feel? She goes, great. I can't wait till next year. But here's the big thing. We're going to be doing a little thing. Because there is going to be a product eventually, maybe this year even coming out, where I built her and Danny, who's the youngest, um, sandbags. And they took to these like fish to water. Well, Dan, his father, their father, and Maggie and Danny and myself, because and, Dan will be starting football very shortly, and it'll be impossible to, to be able to do anything film-wise. We're going to bring them over here. I'm building two heavier sandbags, and we're going to show like a teaser of what we do. And I'm going to teach how I teach them how to do grip work on the end of a picnic table, if you can believe that. Overhand, underhand, and everybody will get to see them doing squat pull-ups as a warm-up to what we're doing. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is this. Just as you and your father, you have new people coming in, whether they're CrossFit, you know, or they come in like the other day and the two guys are like, I didn't know a place like this existed. Two things here. What's around you makes all the difference. Who you surround yourself with, where you go. When you walk into Carmen's gym, Caputo's gym, and you see what's going on there and you see these men and women there, what is it that you can't say other than, where have you been? And secondly, it's the same way with here. When I see what those kids can do, 
and people say, well, they're your niece and nephew. No, I'm an honest guy. If they weren't any good, I'd say, well, you know, they're kind of mediocre, great kids, real smart, scholastically, blah, blah, blah. But they don't really care about athletics. Every one of them is an athlete. Where they're going to go, I don't know. Natalie, that could be big for her. Suzanne is like a killer shot putter and um, volleyball. I mean, this girl is brutal. Livy loves lacrosse. Same way the the little ones. They're into everything. But the point is, when you go to Carmen's, here, anywhere, it's what you're walking into. You can walk into a situation that is fully positive. And, you know, even if you don't have a lot of experience, as I say, when you walk up here, you're going to feel testosterone in the air. Something's going to start driving you big time. As I say, what I'm doing right now, I'm at the point where I'm going to contact my reptilian brain. Just like when you see the crocs, man, out in the water. Killer croc. Why? It's all there. Why don't we have it? Why do we have people that are just so... They're wandering everywhere. They don't know. They're not happy. This, that, the other thing. It's because when you have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 layers of years of nothing but neglect and surrounding yourself in the in the worst situations possible and being a, 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 someone that, you know, no opportunity. There's no such thing for me. It's all pessimism all the time. When I'm sure Carmen and Joe see these young men coming in and I'm around, whether they're people come here and train with me or I train them or, I, you know, nieces and nephews, the two little ones right now, are like the highlight film to me because their minds are still so young and they're so hungry to do things that that gives you more pleasure in anything. So Carmen, Joe comment on any of that. Bring up anything you want, please. I just like, and I I love introducing people to this wonderful sport, Eric. Yep. Because if it's done right, you can start at an early age and do it your whole darn life. Yep. You know, and and the thing that's cool, I think the only other sport that's equivalent to that maybe is swimming. You yep. can swim your whole life. But with weightlifting, you can adjust the weight as you age and you get stronger, you put more on. And then as that process happens and you start losing some of that strength, you just adjust the weight accordingly. Yeah. Because that's Joe's gets tired of hearing me squeak about that. You know, when I was your age, I do this, this, and this. Now I, I, you can, I can get singles with what I used to get sets of five with. But he keeps telling me, but you're still getting the singles. You're not quitting. Right. And that's the secret to any of it. You know, don't quit. Start it with a goal. Make a plan to reach that goal. Work the plan. And then before you know it, you will have met your goal. And it's that simple. It takes work. That's the hard part. That's the part that people don't want to follow because I think our culture has created this attitude. We're Americans. We can do it now. We want yeah. this, so we're going to do it now. They don't understand. You know, my grandfather and grandmother came over here on the boat in the 1890s. Yep. You know, they're, they're the original immigrants. You know, they yeah. came over Ellis Island, the whole damn thing, you know. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I know. Definitely. So, they worked their tails off, and they realized that if you want something, you just can't sit there looking cute. you got to have to bust your butt. You know, I, I think I mentioned this one other show. 
when I started lifting weights in high school, I was 15 years old, and we go by and see the old man, you know. Yeah. And he says, what do you do? <laughs> and I Gramps, you know, I, I've got the weights. He says, what do you do that for? <laughs> he says, you want to get strong? And I said, yeah. He says, get a damn job. <laughs> 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 yep. I yep. said, all right, you, you, can't, you weren't going to win with those guys, Eric. No. You know? <laughs> no. No, but the thing was – the thing was, what you are doing is working hard. See, that that's the thing. Everything we're doing in this laborious work, because weightlifting is laborious. I don't care what anybody tells you, okay? You got that right. That that coincides with life, with thinking, with doing, with winning, with, with days you're just knocked to your knees, but you get back up. I think there's a, you know, like I said to Carmen, I don't think I said on the show, but before we came on, I'm to the point now where I do believe I'm rewiring with the power rack because I'll tell you one of the reasons, Joe, I want you to, I want you to comment on this and I want to talk to you about some mental things too, is this, there are certain things you do in, in, in what we love to do here we'll, and we'll, we'll relegate it to physical culture as I call it, Carmen calls it, that's what we believe here. When you're under a bar over a bar, whatever it is, and we'll just go with the power rack stuff where you're under a squat and you have no rebound. And like Carmen said, it could be 106 out. I don't have any air conditioning. So, and the thing is, whether it was by hook or crook, my power rack of the three that I use, the main one, they're all in the back of the garage. So it is hot, let me tell you. And there's no wind or air coming in that garage at all. It's just puddles of sweat under me. So you're moving it, say, we'll go four inches. You're on your last round, and you hold it for six. Push up against the other set of rods. The idea of just getting mentally ready for something like that You'll find that's why power rack training. Because Carmen go back; he's of the York age when they when Hoffman brought him out. Um, that stuff will not only blister you; it will scab your mind. As I say, it's like to me, it's like when they talked about the Hulk. What did it feel like when you changed? And he said. It felt like somebody pouring battery acid on my brain. It's kind of like the same sequence. And I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from using this this artful piece of just gigantic. But what I'm saying is when I talk about rewiring, you got to have your shit together literally when you do that stuff. And we all have, I've had days where I fell flat on my face with it. It was just the way it was. But then you come back again and again and again. But what I'm saying is it is creating all new neurological wiring. I know it is because I know how I'm feeling, how I'm going into things, how I'm like, okay, we're going to take this out. We're going to implement this. And we're going to use this for six weeks. And then we're going to go back. This is what I've been doing with my arm work. It depends. Now, I've got two more weeks of this. I have an old school Ken Leisner log. Now, this isn't like the big log you're used to seeing. I have one of those, too. This is all opened up. But the reason why I bought it, it's a brutal bar, but everything's supination with it. So what I've been doing near the end, like I did yesterday, uh, I do standing reverse curls with it. 
perfect. And then I superset that, if you use that word anymore, I don't know. I used um, Rolling Thunder because that's got the two-inch handle. Do three sets of that, done. All right? Now I'll flip back, and I'll go back, and I'll do the standing barbell curl with my back against the garage wall. And I'll use the Apollon axle seated to do wrist curls. And I always use Titan's Telegraph, folks, for one reason. Fingers are so essential for stones, but most people don't know this. One of the areas where you can lose a bar real easy is when you have weak thumbs. Mm -hmm. I do specific things with my thumbs on that and other devices. I I, I said enough. Joe, comment on anything. Bring up anything you like, sir. Well, I mean, I think you you definitely are right as far as the, the power rack goes. There is... Even if you're even if you're just standing in it, yeah. Uh, not not inherently, you know, no bar on your back yet, nothing like that. There's just something about being surrounded by metal, yeah, that yeah. gets in your head and 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 instills that sense of of power that's necessary for what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. Um, before. Uh, before my parents moved to the house they're in now, the gym in the old backyard, um, the way it was laid out necessitated that squats and deadlifts both happened in in the rack, in yep. the power rack. Um, and there is decidedly something about doing deadlifts, this pure power move in the power rack that is – Truly unique. Yeah. Um, but to to kind of branch out from, from some of your comments, you know, um, there's – it is absolutely essential that confidence be a, an ingredient in whatever it is you're trying to, to, to conjure up, mm-hmm. whether it be, a, you know, a more powerful – a more powerful explosion out of the out of the hole on a squat. Yep. Or um, you know, you keep talking about grip strength, which is absolutely essential to anything and everything that's happening. Um, you know, you want to be able to hold hold a gripper closed for five more seconds than you've been doing, or what have you. You know, it's it's just essential to not be afraid to fail. Right. Um, because it's in that failure that you realize, okay, that's where I was today. That doesn't mean that's where I am forever because right. I'm absolutely coming back the next time and hit it again. And I'm going to continue to hit it until it goes where I want it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where, you know, that's where we get into form. That's where we get into focus. You know, those focus, the headspace, the, the, all of that stuff. But I do think that all of that originates at confidence. Sure. Confidence that this will happen. It may not happen today. It may not happen this week. It may not happen this month, but it will happen. Well, let me ask you this. I'll ask both of you. Why, essentially, other than we're talking about, I know there's other people having, why has the power rack disappeared pretty much from everything? I think it's because... It signifies W O R K. Yep. 
and people don't want to do that, man. Yep. I'm serious. I just, and you know, I mean, there's so there's a planet fitness opened up about a mile and a half from where we live. Yep. And they won't let you do anything in there. I don't know what the hell they call themselves a fitness center for. Cause you can't do anything in there. Right. You know, they run you out if you try to lift too heavy. And I think, People have gotten away from what weightlifting is all about, which is lifting weight. Yeah. You pick heavy stuff up, you put it down, you repeat as necessary, you know. And we've gotten away from that. The fitness industry has become an industry to make money. Yeah. And they want you to come in, we'll put you on a plan, we'll bill your credit card every month. Whether you go in there or not, they're still billing you. And I say that's bullcrap. Nobody's doing that to me. Exactly. I'm doing my own routine the way I want, where I want, how I want, with who I want. You know, and that's what the, one of the best things about having a home gym setup is. Well, not to not to interrupt you either, Carmen, but it's a trend too. Let's face it; everything oh, yeah. is everything is soft now. Yeah. Okay. We I don't we don't want anybody climbing weights. We don't want you know. You hear this in gyms. I've heard people tell me this. We don't want people like you in here because you scare people. That, really? I've heard that too. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that's kind of what these two kids were thinking the other day when they walked in. Absolutely. It, Absolutely. All I have in my gym is straight bars and black iron plates. It's very old school, and all the plates are old York barbell Olympic style plates. You know. Oh, but you yeah. got, but you guys got something most people don't have. You got attitude. You know, uh, Joe right. talked about confidence. Yeah. Yeah. That place is a. It is a place that's going to promote it, whether you know it or not. The point of the matter, all these, most of these other, whatever you want to call them, they're there more like as social functions. You know, let's all be friends. You know, maybe I get a date with this one. And I've heard before here at the local ones here, you know, they'll have like donut day. Uh, Are you kidding me? Because most of the people I've seen, Going into these Planet Fitnesses and a lot of other places, the last thing they need to be eating right now are donuts. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe, go ahead. Uh, comment on anything, brother. What we just talked about all that the, with the, with the power rack and the confidence, and obviously Caputo's gym hit it. Well, I mean, I think we touched on it either right before or at the very beginning of the episode of of, of our discussion, I should say. Yep. That I feel like. For a lot of these places, even if they want to pretend like they are promoting a true gym atmosphere, they're so afraid of some jack and ape getting in there, hurting themselves, mm-hmm. and suing suing their pants off. Mm-hmm. That they're like, "Well, we'll just we'll just cut out the middleman, and we won't have any of that kind of paraphernalia in here, and then no one can get hurt, right. and then we will get sued." But they're not trying to change their branding in any way to depict what is actually going to be going on in there. Um, but you know, as far as as far as what's built, you know, what's what's going to build confidence, what's going to bring that about, you know, is as horrible as it is, it's it's going counter to what the popular culture is telling you to do. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and, and I've said it, I already, I said it earlier and I'll say it again. It's realizing that you might have to spend a couple of months using the empty bar, learning these maneuvers. 
You know what else, though? You may, you, you guys have both said it, but Joe, you hit it on the head again. It's it's swimming against the current because I think this goes for everything. If it, it, most of the stuff I'll hear or you'll see is trending or whatever, I will do a 360 and run the other direction because. Mm-hmm. I look at things in a lot of ways, um, and I don't want to be uh, a cynical person at all, but there's an awful lot of things, like we talked about that article today with all the suicide and the bullying and the cyber this and the texting and, and all this stuff where people are getting just so lost in this quagmire of noise. It's noise. That's all it is, and they can't handle it. Most The human being is just not made to constantly have stuff running at them. All the time. And the yeah. stuff usually coming at them is nothing but garbage, okay? Now, this is one of the main reasons, well, there's many reasons why I love physical culture, everything we do. I can go in there outside, and I'm so unplugged and so uncivilized. And that's a thing that I think most men need to become uncivilized because, look, and, and, and I want to explain this quickly, and I'll go right to Carmen, is this. Once you become, you know, I remember Rocky Four. they talked about, or Rocky Three when he was going to fight Clubber Lang, and, and Mickey was like, he'll kill you within two, Rock, or three. And he says, what happened to you is what happens to so many other people. You become civilized. Now, we can still be uncivilized, but yet we can be good to our family, love our wife, husband, sons, daughters, et cetera, et cetera. That's where people don't get it. They think if I say the word uncivilized, well, that means you're a, an F and a hole and you treat people like, well, maybe some people do. But see, you can't take one example and just throw it all the way across physical culture. And if you lose that edge, you're going to have problems. I mean, you Carmen's 59 year, years in the in the business here. Um, like he'll tell you, well, I can't do everything I did at Joe's age, but I'm still going. See, he hasn't lost his edge. He still, maybe he won't admit it, but he still is uncivilized. I think that's one of the, if someone said that to me right now, I would say thank you and I'd be happy as hell from ear to ear gleaming. Go ahead, Carmen. I agree with you 100%. My wife will tell you I'm not civilized at all. (laughs) (laughs) But I tell my people, um, we deadlift Saturdays, okay? Yep. And that's all we do. And I tell people, especially the new folks, I said, when you step on that platform to do that lift, I don't care if it's 100 pounds or 600 pounds. Yep. You have to believe in your heart, in your mind, in your soul you have to believe that you are the baddest dude that ever walked the planet of the earth. Yep. After you put that bar down and step off the platform, then you got to go back to being a good person. You can't carry that attitude all around everywhere you go. Otherwise people aren't going to want to hang with you because you're a jerk. Yep. It's a controlled rage. You've got to have that rage. You've got to have that attitude, but it has to be controlled. It's kind of like the Hulk. You yep. release when you need it, and then you put it away afterwards. Yep. You know? Yep. And uh, it works for us. I mean, we we do what we do, and we have a heck of a time doing it. We have fun. I, lo- I live for Saturdays because that's when all these young folks come in, and they push me, and they make me feel good because 
I'm an old guy keeping up with the young ones, you know. And then the best thing is when we're done, there's a place nearby we go and have cheeseburgers, and I'll have a gin and tonic while I'm eating that cheeseburger, Eric. I've got to admit well, to that. You know? That's my that's my treat for being a good boy all week long, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. You've got to take care of yourself, and I've said this before. I'm going to go right to you, Joe. I've got a couple questions for you. Is this. If you don't think highly about yourself and you don't treat yourself well, you're never going to have a relationship. You're not going to have anything. All right. You've got to come first to be the best that you can be, because when you're like that, you're going to have a successful marriage. You're going to have successful children. All right. And people argue, well, it doesn't always happen. Well, it happens more than not less. So let's stop selling everybody that the world's got a hole in it and we can't do a damn thing about it. This doesn't see this is why I have problems with people. These things don't register with me because why? I'll tell you a few reasons why. Get a bar stuck to your throat when it's 10 below. Stick a stone to your chest when you're stupid walking around out in the snow because you want to be a Viking and try to rip that thing off because you can't walk in your house and pour hot water on it. But go out when it's we've got a foot of snow and we're out carrying um, hoose of steel stones under the lights in my driveway. And you can't even grip the thing because the snow's up to your mid-shins and... You've got ice all over your flannel shirt. Try to hold on to a metal stone like that. Why all this? Why not? And it's the seduction of it. It's the seduction of FBC and M&M. Could I be probably doing something else, making three times the money? Yep. Would I? Nope. And people look at me and say, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Well, then why are you going to come up and say to me within the next couple of years, I can't believe you're a multimillionaire now? I don't know. I have no idea. But people are not going to stick with you usually. You get a few. But until they're sure you've made it or you have finally got to where it is that they feel that you're a success, it's going to be a lonely world. I can attest to that with a lot of things. But you know what? Out of all this, I've built more greatness and thought highly, much more highly of myself than I ever have in my entire life. And it's not ego talking when I tell you this. Because if you don't have these tools, you can't have a business. You can't be a successful weightlifter, no matter what it is you want to do. And the hell with everything else. You're not going to be a successful girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, son, daughter, etc., etc. Joe, you can comment on any of that, but I've got a couple questions for you, and then we're going to get we're going to wind up today. Um, in your opinion, you've been around your father and a lot of other strong people, and obviously, you like myself, you're in a very special place, um, areas that most people never get to experience. But if you had to make a prediction. Where do you see, I'm going to call physical culture. I know a lot of, most people don't even know what those words mean. Where do you see it going in the next 10 years? Well, I feel like we're already seeing the decline of CrossFit as, yep. as, as this kind of end-all, be-all, um, you know, thing. Like you're talking about the fads, the trends, yep. all that yep. stuff. I feel, like, I feel like that wave is going out. Um. I think I think we're going to see a huge uptick in this push for grip strength. Yeah, um, I've got several friends 
that have gotten really into to rock climbing and all of this kind of stuff. Yep. And which I think is great. I think it's super cool. I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great way to stay in shape. It's a great way to get that cardio going. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would be very surprised if, you know, here in the next few months, we didn't see, you know, these infomercial programs and all these things for get grip fast. Yeah. Yep. And all of this kind of stuff. Yep. You know, um, I, I, I just feel like that's, that's probably going to be the next thing where it's, it's not about how much you can lift. It's not about how much or how ripped you look. It's about, you know, how high can you climb? How, how hard can you grip? All this stuff. And then before long, that'll pass and it'll be something else. Well, let me ask you this, though. You know, we, we've made this this uh, uh, idea, philosophy all through the show. Because I'm going to tell you this, and then I, I, I think it, you'll probably say the same thing I'm thinking. But when I talked to Stevie and Charlie the other night, they said stone lifting right now has exploded like nothing they've ever seen before. Um, whether you're here in this show, we're connecting with them. Stevie's doing all the gathering that comes up in August. They've added four Donald Dinny events that just, when you hear it, the show's already up. It's just outstanding. Okay. But let me ask you this being that we're seeing explosions of things you wouldn't think about. And even they are getting an audience who are not lifters. It's just that buzz in the air, man, the watch, because we all have that in us. Do you see the renaissance of a Caputo gym or an FBC steel and stone yard on the way up? In a way, absolutely. You know, I think something I just thought of as you were, as you were talking and and ties into what we're talking about here is with each one of these kind of fad explosions. Yep. Sure. You get like the, the mass, you get a massive number of people that are only doing it. Because it's a fad and they yep. want to be seen as cool. Yep. But with each one of those, you get an even tighter core of people that before that had no idea of the skills, the talents, the abilities that they had. Yep. And that fad that they, they dipped a toe into, they realized, oh, wait, this is my thing. This is who I am. Yep. This makes me a better me. And so, yes, you know, I think it's it's easy to get frustrated because of all the stupidity that does seem to center around these facts. But I think, you know, it, it's hard not to lapse into disservice yep. at people who do actually take this seriously, grow within this fad, the fad passes, and now they do feel adrift. Yeah, they're wanting to continue in this field. They're wanting to continue to get stronger. They're wanting to continue to better themselves. And we have to be there to accommodate, to to catch them as they're falling and be like, you can continue doing your thing. Here is a much more structured, a much safer arena. Supportive. And supportive arena to get better in. Well, you know what else, too? You folks know, I know, you get even people that have never hardly lifted a thing, but you get them locked into a system where, you know, let's face it, people want to be part of something. But you're getting a double edge with that. You're going into something, not only being part of something, 
but you're building a lifetime of strength. You're building a lifetime of mental tenacity like nothing I've ever witnessed. I played a lot of sports. There's nothing that matches physical culture, in my opinion. And if anybody doesn't believe me, contact me. You live in my area, come over. I won't wreck you, I promise you. But I'll take you through a workout, and it'll be just body weight where you'll be absolutely shocked at what mm-hmm. that'll feel like. Um, I'll go back to you, Joe. Carmen, um, summarize anything you want. Take your time. Give out any information, then you can give it over to Joe. Joe, you do the same thing. I'll give out mine, and we'll wind up today's show, please. All right. Well, thank you for another opportunity. You know, when you ask Joe, what do you see it in 10 years? I think there's always going to be people wanting to get stronger mm-hmm. and get more fit. But I think the underlying commonality, the one thing that will always be there, regardless of what they do, what they want to try to do, is going to be the barbell and the dumbbell. Yep. It's in order to do what you want to do like that, if you want to get strong, you've got to put your hands on a barbell. Yep. And the minute you do, it's going to bite you forever or it's just going to be a one-time thing. There's no passing. I'll diddle with it today and then I'll come back in a couple of weeks. You're either commit forever or I'm never doing that again. That's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. uh, That's just my personal feelings. But I have enjoyed the show, Eric. Uh, I always love talking to you and swapping information and ideas back and forth. Same here. My right-hand man here, he's sitting on my left today. But, you know, he's my hero. He does it all, and he does it better than I do. Well, hey, Carmen, everything should have a legacy attached to it, in my opinion. Thank you. You know, um, I'm going to turn to him. Okay, but let let me just say this. Um, You never know what can happen, aspire to anything, who you're going to be involved with, and and that's why I just want to say this, and then Joe can have it. It's all his. Um, You know, as Earl Nightingale said, what you think about most, you're going to become. So everybody think about that. Joe, summarize everything. Take your time, brother. Well, again, you know, I just want to second what Dad said. It's it's always great to get together and talk with like-minded people about stuff that, you know, makes us who we are. Yep. You know, to kind of summarize, you know, I just want to once again go back that, you know, I – you can get strong doing a lot of different things, whether it's as you do, you know, with the, the lifting of the stones and, and, and so forth, or what we do with that's, it's a little bit more bar centric. Yep. Where we're focused on, you know, those three power lifting maneuvers. Yep. And a lot of things that we didn't necessarily touch on today, but there, there's a lot of ways to get strong, but it's all for nothing if you're not able to, Share that strength in productive ways, meaningful ways, and you know you use the word legacy. Yep. You know, if you're not if you're not leaving if you're not leaving the world a better place through your strength, then it it ultimately to me does strike me as as wasted effort. Yep. Um. So you know, always strive to get strong, but also continue to strive to be the best person that you can be. Yeah. No, I agree totally. And I think what we do will make you the best person you can be because you know what? Expectations are everything. 
And once you expect things out of yourself, others are going to expect the same thing out of themselves. And when you say leave something, legacies we talk about, as Walt Disney said, and this is how I live with my business, is this, keep thinking bigger and bigger. Think about how you're going to leave this world and you're never going to fulfill your whole dream because that will catapult you to the next rung of the ladder every time. It makes perfect sense. Walt Disney's still going on even though he's been long gone, but the dream just kept growing bigger and bigger. This is what we're about. This is what physical culture is about. This is what about the men and women that do this, that love it no matter what, whether they're making a living off it or they're going in a 106-degree hut, basically, and lifting their ass off. All right? Nobody coming in, rah, 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 rah. Okay, yeah, we got people supporting us. But you know what? When Carmen stands over that bar to deadlift it, it's Carmen. Joe's mm-hmm. not coming up and getting behind him. Okay, Dad, I'll give you a hand. Ain't going to happen, man. So this is the, to me, this is the most honorable thing I've ever done in my life, to be able to have the opportunity to go out and lift weights and sandbags and stones and power racks. If people got a little bit of a taste of this, and I hope today when this show goes up among all of them, somebody says, those guys just got me to go out and lift some weights. Learn it. This is what it's all about. Anything else, gentlemen, before I uh, give out all the info? I'm very happy with the way this one went. We had a good one last time, and I think this one surpassed that, Eric. Hell yeah. Uh, Joe, anything else, brother? I don't think so. It's, all right. It's always great. All right. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Um, go out to Fiorello Barbell Co. Winners and Champions, Inc., premier product. What we talked about is all over that product. Also, too, it's time to come in here and invest in FBC and M&M, $25.50 in our Prosperity Conscious page, which is out on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. goes right to my MailChimp account, and it goes right into the business. I mean, $25.50 divide 12 into that. I mean, come on. So give forth because we give tons of stuff for nothing. Most people with this caliber of a show – are charging you subscription rates. I don't want to do that. That's why I don't do it. I want people to come in, invest, and buy the product because there's going to be more coming anyways. Go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Obviously, you can go out and see over three years of shows I've done with Carmen, but now we've got, we'll have the second show up with Joe. So you've got, you know, it's great. You're hearing a generation of, of son, father, all right? You're getting all that Joe has learned from his dad, and I'm sure not everything. We never learn everything. But the thing is, you're getting to hear a different viewpoint, too, or very close to his dad. This is what's so intriguing about this, that, you know, you teach, you learn, you implement, you take action. Bang, bang, bang. And what one doesn't think, the other one usually does, because like minds are always twisting together. This is the beauty of all this stuff. Also, too, sign up uh, on MotivationMuscle.com, our MailChimp account. Um, 
it'll come into your uh, email uh, inbox with a ton of content anytime I put it out. Also, invest in our show, MotivationMuscle.com. It's right out there with the rates. We're going to be here for at least 30 years. Come on in. We want to work with you, and you will love working with me. Believe me. I, I was telling somebody the other day, Carmen and Joe, uh, I think it was Ryan. Uh, I think it was Ryan Stewart. I said, right now, if we had the currency, I could hire two people right now. That's how much work I have. And being out of the office two, three, four days a week with that place I don't want to be at is really putting a lot of strain on me right now. So I've got to. We've got to strive as fast as we can to get this place a million dollar or at least ten grand a month right now, um, and that's what I'm working on right now. So, this is what I say: one day Carmen will be with me with so many others, and we'll be speaking to people, and they'll be like, "You had nothing. You were broke." But I never thought that way. See, that's the difference. And one other thing too, Carmen, you'll appreciate. Stevie Shanks on the last show we did last week said to me, can you imagine if you had a radio station? Where would it be? I said, probably in the middle of America so everybody could get there. He said, I'd put money on it. It'd be standing room every day. And we were laughing our ass off. But you know what? That's not far from the imagination, folks. I got news for you. Um, Don't forget to go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Um... And it goes like this. If there's a show you'd like Carmen, Joe, and myself to do, Barbell at nicap.rr.com. Also, too, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We thank everybody. We're also on Spotify, Google um, Podcast. If you want to get us in your car 24-7, it is called AHA Directory, pronounced AHA. Also, too, um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words of inspiration. You don't know what those words can carry. Words have power, real power. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for this day, for that day, any day. You never know what people are going through. And the more you hear and the more you see, my God, man, you need physical culture, everybody. You need it badly. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. That goes out to our pal Paul Thor. Excellent guy. I just got to say that to him because I know it gets him, like, wired up for more stone lifting. Paul is a great guy, and we appreciate Paul. If you don't know who he is on Facebook, go out and introduce yourself. Tell him I sent you. Uh, Just incredible human being. Also, too. Um, the Hoosa Steel Crusher Stone says in blood red domination on it, we dominate the whole path. We don't follow anyone's. We clear cut everything, dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping through my speakers. It's a tidal wave, brother, higher and wider every day. Frank Klein, my greatest college business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win, and winners never quit. My dad, who I wish could be sitting here meeting Joe and Carmen, they would hit it off well. Two old paisans, believe me. Um, they, I'm sure they'd have a lot of chatter between one another. Um, I went down there. 
for Father's Day down the cemetery to see him and Jimmy. Um, I know people think it's strange, but I always have about a half-hour conversation with them both. It's very important. Um, very important, at least to me. Uh, John Ridge, another great guy, like a father figure who came long after my dad passed away. John is will have left us, at least in a physical sense, four years in August. He would walk every patient. He was a chiropractor and say, keep smiling. Try that on your best or worst day, or just try it. Walk around, you'll get a smile on your face. Keep smiling. Thank you, John, for so many great times. Believe me, so much teaching I learned from you. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof right off your house. Tell your friends about us. Send these podcasts out all over. Kids, everything. Join our Etched in Stone page, Etched in Stone for Kids. Go out and look at the Fiorello Barbell Company blog. That's on www.fiorellobarbellco.com. We got a great article up all about Power Rack with our pal John McKean. Just recently, I put it up two days, three days ago. Um, Steve Gardner writes for it. You got to go out and look. Just great stuff. Also, too, um, uh, let's see, uh, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further, and we got your back, and that's what we believe in. Before I sign off with Carmen and Joe, you're all winners, champions, and unstoppable. And until you believe that, you're just going to keep repeating the same old things over and over that you don't like. Remember what Frank Klein said? Repetition, repetition, repetition. Repetition is king. Carmen, always an honor, sir. Thank you for being on. Thanks for having me. Like always, I just feel humbled when I talk with you. We had a heck of a workout this morning, but I'm ready to go hit it again right now. (laughs) Well, your family, and you're always welcome here, my friend. Uh, Joe, welcome. uh, uh, You know, it's an honor to have you on. It's so great to see the job your mother and father have done with you. Um, Obviously, you're right in your dad's footsteps, and that's very important because you're going to carry on the Caputo gym long down the road. So thanks for being on, brother. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. No problem. So, for Carmen Caputo and Joe Caputo, this is Eric Fiorello. Um, Before I sign off here totally, go out and do something magnificent. The world is asking that from you. Carmen and Joe both said it. You got to go out. You you pay it back. Pay it back. Pay it back. Pay it back. And no one's saying that you don't get owed back, too. That's how the world works. So, be part of it. So, for Carmen Caputo... And Joe Caputo, this is Eric Fiorello. Have a great week and go out and do something magnificent. You know why? Because you'll be the one that shines. Be the star, I'm telling you right now. Have a great week, and we will talk to you next month with Carmen and Joe. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.